just want to be with you. Yes, yes. I just want to be with you. Yes, see. King of glory, feel this place. I just want to be with you. I just want to be with you, God. I just want to be with you. Father God, we come before you this hour, Lord, trusting and believing that you remain King of kings and Lord of lords, Father, that the government still rests upon your shoulders, that you haven't left us alone. You left us the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come nigh. Come here now. Fill us with your love. Fill us with your power. Fill us with your anointing. Let us go forth in power today, Father, to live in power lives. As you extend yourself to us, Lord, today, Lord, we reach out to you we enter these gates today with thanksgiving, pleased and excited about having an opportunity to worship you this morning, to celebrate our resurrected Savior. Our Messiah lives. So Sunday morning we celebrate a risen Savior who sits at the right hand of the Father, who looks low, although they sit high, and they'll show their love upon us. So we don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough cares of its own. We celebrate you today, this March 15th. <laughs> Online, live streaming, <laughs> touching the world today, dear God. And we thank you now for your servants in this place, the Lord, who thought it not small to get up and serve you today. Who thought it not meager to get up and serve you today? Who saw that it's important, dear God, to reach out whew, and tell the world that you are victorious? <laughs> so today, we claim you, we crown you, we establish you in our hearts as our Lord, our Savior, our King. Hallelujah. And we worry not about tomorrow. We fear not what may be coming. We stand ready yes. and courageous. We draw a line in the sand and say, for God, we live. And for God, we shall die. So, Lord, today, whoo, whoo, we won't be afraid. We'll just believe. Thus for me, Father, place me upon the potter's will. You'll be the potter, I'll be the clay. Spin me around with thy hand, form me into the man of God you called me to be. For this reason, for this season, and from now. Pour out a fresh anointing upon me, Father. Breathe the breath of life into me, Lord, so when I speak, I speak only clarity, power, and precision that you've given unto me. Bless me now, Father. I'm your servant, and you're my Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, we all say Amen, amen, amen. Give God a hand, praise in this place. Amen. 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 We call this our studio, which actually is it's, uh, the entryway to the office. But it's our studio. It's our TV studio today. We actually have two podcast studios. 
in this facility. If you're looking to get the podcast done, uh, Real Time Ministries is what it is. But Pastor Roosevelt Moss has a new business here, and he is partnering with our church. But he has his own space here, and he has a wonderful podcast studio. You can video it or you can record it. And then I have my own individual podcast studio. There's a lot going on in this space here, and we want to reach the world through varied meads and modes, modes, very modes of, 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 of intellectual property. Amen? So we're excited about today. Thank you for joining us. This is the Empowered Living Church. I'm Pastor Barrett. You were just ushered into the Holy Spirit with my, by my wife, Rachel. Justin on the keys and Williard on the on the on the technology and and my man Robert on the ushering of all of us in this place, amen. And so we're excited about being here today. I won't be before you long. Um, I think we're gonna be before you about thirty minutes or less. But I want to share this word of the Lord today that I have for you, and this an explosive word. Turn me please to Mark the fifth chapter. Mark the fifth chapter. I'm reading from the NIV version. The 5th chapter, 21st to the 24th verse, and then we'll skip down to the 35th to the 43rd verse as well. So, man, God is doing some amazing things, and we're excited about today. So many things are going on. We're here, as you know, in North Carolina. The governor yesterday said that uh, no assemblies over 100 shall happen, either outside or inside, for the next 30 days. And so we were blessed to be moved out of our place because they closed it on us. And so we knew we were going to be here doing online, but we didn't know that we would be doing it for more than 30 days until yesterday. But we're going forward, amen? Again, join us Tuesday, Tuesday, right here, 2101 Cambridge Beltway Drive. If you go to our website, you'll see it Tuesday at 6.30. We'll have Bible study and dinner this Tuesday. Please come by for Bible study and dinner this Tuesday at 6.30 at our headquarters. And we'll have that on our social media, and our website as well. Mark, the fifth chapter, the 21st to the 24th verse, reads as such, When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. Verse 24, so Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. King James Version says thronged against him. While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing this, or in other translations, ignoring what they said, Jesus told them this, these words. Don't be afraid, just believe. Somebody say, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Just, just believe. believe. All right, all right, here we go. Verse 37, he did not, oh, I'm skipped down, I should have told you to skip down. Verse 37, he did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. Verse 39, he went in and said to them, Why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but they laughed at him. They, but they laughed at him. And he put them all out. He took the child's father and mother and disciples who were with him and went in where the child was. Verse 41, he took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum, which means, little girl, I say to you, get up. 
Immediately the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. At this, they were completely astonished. She gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to give her something to eat. May a blessing be into reading and hearing the word of the Lord. Let's get right into this. Let's get right into this. Let's put some things into context. We're dealing with the coronavirus outbreak, which has spread to all 49 states as of this morning. As of this morning, all 49 states, except for West Virginia, have some sort of case of the coronavirus outbreak. So 2,700 people and at least 58 patients have died thus far. North Carolina's governor, as I said earlier, just signed an executive order recently closing all schools for two weeks. All schools K-12 are closed for two weeks, making assemblies over 100 people for 30 days illegal, which means you can get a class two misdemeanor for gathering over 100 people in one place, either outside or inside. And it's changing really how the church, the Big C Church, is doing church today. And asking for the next 100 days. But in some instances, just the big churches, those of us who are under 100, will still have service. The average church in Carolina is under 100 people. I think they say 75 people. So if you choose to have church, you can. But this changing how we do church. Coronavirus. But I'm reminded about where we've come from. We in the black church, the African Americans, we started off as being captives from Africa, brought here into America, enslaved, and were taught Christianity. And when we preached the gospel, many of us couldn't read, but we preached the gospel because we love our Lord and Savior Jesus nonetheless. And when we preached, we would have to go in the midnight hour, and the preacher would stand on a stump, tree stump, and he would preach to the crowd so that the master couldn't hear them, but that the people could, and then he would hoop. That's where hooping started. Hooping started because we, uh, we didn't have the, we were, we didn't read the Bible well. We couldn't read well, but we loved the Lord, and we wanted to encourage the people. Hooping is an African trait that we brought here in our own form of Christianity. We have developed and merged and created ways to share the gospel with each and every tragedy or struggle in our life. And then we went to the Methodist church and we had to sit in the balcony. Blacks had to sit in the balcony. But still, we found a way to worship our Lord by starting our own churches. So we left the Methodist Church and started the African Methodist Episcopal Church. We have always been creative in how we worship our Lord because we need God. Yes. Mm-hmm. We need him. Yes, we do. So we find a way to worship our God because we're instructed to. Mm-hmm. So we started our own denominations. Pentecostals, Azusa Street Revival. Church of God in Christ has started because a preacher, Parham, decided that the anointing of God was fresh, new, and he wanted to experience it fully. So we found a way. A little Baptist man who came and felt the anointing of God started the Church of God in Christ. We find a way. And from there, the assemblies of God are formed. We find a way. 
we find a way to worship our God somehow, some way. We find a creative way. And so today, the coronavirus, we're still finding ways to worship our God on Sunday. It's just a modern way. It's not a tree stump. It's still, I was modern with the tree stump, but now it's modern with the internet. Amen? Puts things in context here. We have always been victorious because God will always win. <coughs> God always wins. Today we, we talk about coronavirus, but in East Africa today, there's a plague, much like the biblical plague we see in Exodus taking place, where these desert locusts are spreading across the region. Some seven countries are threatening the food supply of tens of millions. These locusts are like the size, the locust pack, like the size, swarms are like the size of a city coming in. This was biblical plague taking place in East Africa right now, but you don't even hear about that. We have a God who ain't playing. That's right. He's not playing. See, his continuously has brought forth challenges to humanity to show us or tell us to get it right. If you're not getting it right now, it's, I'm trying to tell you, it's time to get it right right now. It's time for us to be fasting and praying Amen. and seeking God. Yes, yes. It's time. What does he have to tell you? He sent a plague of locusts. Mm -hmm. Took us back some 2,000 years. More than that. Took us back some four or 5,000 years. To show us it's time to get it together. The coronavirus is an opportunity for the church and the believers to actually start sifting one another to find out who really is about this. Who really, is, who really can say, for God I live and for God I'll die? Who really is about this warfare that we're in? It's spiritual, but it's warfare. Complete things in context. Here in the passage of scripture, there's a woman who has an issue of blood. <coughs> she comes before, that's, that's allergies here, but that's allergies. No, no, I'm good. Came out, my car was yellow. How many people had a yellow yes. car? I, my car was, Ooh. pollen has it's hit green, here. Right? I'm in yours green. How do you get a green car? I had a yellow car. I but, I don't, but, um, but, pollen is, has come. I guess that's a, like a plague too, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it looked like the, it. the pollen plague is here, amen. But here, in chapter two, five of the Mark, Mark chapter five, I didn't read this part of the scripture, but it put things into context. Jesus is, Stopped by a woman when the people are thronging against him. She has spent all her money, it says here in, in the 25th chapter, 25th verse of chapter 5 of Mark. And she had, she came up behind Jesus. You know the story. You know, all know the story. And she touches the hem of his garment. She says, if I could just touch the hem of his garment. And she came up behind him and she touched his cloak, the word the Lord says. And she touched, and he, she was said, if, if I could just touch his clothes, if I could just get to the hem of his garment, if I could just get to the place that they see that him, to find him as regal, it said the hem of the garment, of the robe of the, of, of, the, of the rabbis, of the teachers. Immediately her blood stopped when she touched his clothes and she was healed right then. See, some of us have been going through some years of struggle, some years of, mm -hmm. of, 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 of challenges, some years of being disconnected from our Lord and Savior God. But what I'm telling you today, mm -hmm. I'm telling you today to put things in perspective during the coronavirus, it's time for us to go chasing after the hem of his garment, to get a touch of him. Mm -hmm. 
It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's so exciting. It's time for us to have lesson number one today. It's time for us to go and find the power in our earnest prayers. There's power in earnest prayers. Let me tell you. Mark 5, 21 to 24, it says here, When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when he saw him, Jesus, when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. Verse 23, he pleaded earnestly with him, my little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. Verse 24, so Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. And that's when the woman came with the 12 years issues of blood. But I want to point out to you here is there's so many things we can teach in this passage of Scripture, Mark chapter 5. We can preach this for, for a month. But here, I want to point out that what he did was he fell at the feet of Jesus. And he pleaded earnestly. Mm-hmm. See, earnestly in the synonyms, earnestly, earnestly is fervent, intent, with intent, purposeful, determined, industrious, ambitious, but it was his fervent plead, his fervent prayer to Jesus. He was sincerely with intent, with purpose, determined to get his daughter healed. So when he came to Jesus, he presented a fervent prayer. Where has your fervent prayers gone? I am challenging me by so challenging you to change how we pray. Amen. Pray with some intent. Pray with some purpose. Pray, pray with some. Be ambitious with your prayers. Go with a purpose before the Lord. Go with your fervent, sincere, earnest prayers. I remember my mother had been said to have six months to live, and I was in Boston, and I had this men's prayer line we were doing every morning at six a.m. When I got to my mother, uh, we had a doctor's appointment, and I went from Boston to Indiana to take her to the doctor. And I remember the, uh, me beseeching of God. I was praying to a point of weeping and pleading with God if he could just heal my mother. I, I needed, I just, it was my fervent prayer. She was too young to go out in that way. Six months to live, I said, the devil, you are a liar. I damn you to the depths of hell. Mm-hmm. And I prayed with all that I had. I, I never prayed so hard in my life. And, but I was reminded by James, the fifth chapter, and the 15th to the 17th verse, and it says, and, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven. <laughs> Hallelujah. So those of us who've been not lived the best life, don't worry about it. It mm-hmm. says, Here's the committed sins, they shall be forgiven. Verse 16, it says, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. Here, here's a key point here. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth yes. much. Yes, yes. I'll say it again. I'll say it again to you. The effectual fervent prayer. Yes. Of a righteous man availeth much. Woo! Yes, yes. 
It says, verse 17, Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are. And he prayed. How did he pray? Earnestly. That it might not rain. And it rained not on earth by the space of three years and six months. The key component here, there's power in earnest prayers. Yes, yes. You, we got to change how we pray. This gives us an opportunity in this season called coronavirus season to change how we pray, to stretch out to God and fervently, earnestly, desperately, with intent, woo, go after it. Yes. Go after it. If it's your business, go after it. If it's your family, go after it. If it's your marriage, this is time to go after it. If it's the healing of your children, go after it. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're going through, Jesus is saying, if you just come to me mm-hmm. and believe, even in your sinful ways, it says that, it says, Whoa. and if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven. Don't let your yesterday of sinfulness hold you back from getting to your blessing. Mm-hmm. God is not a one who ju- he will judge you on the by and by. Mm-hmm. But we're in a season of grace and mercy. Don't hold back from getting your blessing because you failed and fallen down. Get up, get up, get up, and get righteous and go before the Lord. Mm-hmm. Amen? Woo. I'm excited about Amen. this. Amen. Point two. And get a new crowd. Get a new crowd. Mark 5, 35-36. While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Mm. Verse 36. Overhearing, ignoring what they said, Jesus told them, don't be afraid, just believe. <laughs> don't be afraid, just believe. But I'm pointing them to you, you need to get a new crowd. Some of us need to take this opportunity to get us a new crowd. Mm-hmm. There'll be other people who will come around you who don't have the same level of faith that you have, who don't have the same level of understanding that you have, right. who will come to you and say, uh-uh, uh-uh God is not going to do it. We need to get us some bread and some toilet paper because we're going <laughs> some people are going to take all the water and all the toilet paper and they're going to get home and they'll have too much toilet paper and too much water. Come on, mm-hmm. somebody. But on the toilet paper talk, let me digress a little bit. <clears throat> My wife has uh, allotted me three squares. Three squares, she's allotted me uh, toilet paper because she couldn't find any toilet paper, and so she allotted me three squares. And we have to share some with the church. And uh, she said, I saved some toilet paper for the church and for the home, And so, because uh, he couldn't find any so for the church. So we got to share with the church from my home. And so I got three squares. And I'm like, how in the world can I handle three squares? I don't think that that's... That's going to be possible to do three squares. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Uh, possibly the reason I can't do three squares is because, well, well, maybe I will do three squares. I don't know. Maybe I won't. Maybe I will. But how's she going to know? How's she going to know if I do three squares? I mean, I close the door and lock it every time. I, that's my personal space. That's where I, that's my throne of, that's my throne of grace. Come on, somebody. That's when I can shut myself off from the world and be, Empowered oh in privacy. Okay. Yes. So you two who are struggling with the three squares allotment, just know they can't tell what you're doing. Amen. Come on, somebody. Just jump. 
I just wanted to, I had to digress and share that with you. This is real talk, y'all. This is real talk. Something about here, Jesus said, the coronavirus gives us, also, he didn't say this, the coronavirus is a blessing. It gives us the opportunity to get blessed in a variety of ways. You can't look at this season of, of, uh, of misunderstanding or not understanding or confusion. There's some positive things that come out of this. We'll be able to spend time with our family and our friends that we couldn't do before. We'll have times to get together and, you know, those or teachers will have some time to take a break from the kids and be with your own kids for a time period. And number two, we will save money by not spending money on or funds on non-essential things. We won't be going to the movies as much. You, you can't go to the NBA games anymore. Those things are shut down. No March Madness. There's, you know, what you gonna spend your money on? I mean, you already bought all the food in the store, so you're good to go. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to buy any more toilet paper, no more water, no more canned goods. You're good to go. So you, now we can save our money. Come on, my somebody save your money. Mm-hmm. And as the stock market starts to continue to decrease, you start purchasing, purchasing items. Get you up some blue chip, blue chip stocks. Come on, somebody. Mm-hmm. Number two, number four, number three, whatever it is. We have more time to work out. You can go out and work out now. You may not go to the gym, but you can now walk in your neighborhood. You mm-hmm. can work out at home. You can have time to work out. There's no excuse anymore because you have fewer things to do. You can create new projects. You know, the projects you've been putting off for a number of years, those creative things, you the paintings or the books you need to write or the, or the blog posts you need to write or whatever it may be, whatever the task is, those new projects, you want to start a new business. These are opportunities, time. You have time now to write your business plan. Those, you know, do those tasks that you've been procrastinating and not doing. You have time to do it. These are some positive things about the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then we can sift through our friends that are believers, we can, those who need encouragement, and those who need to move on. There's some folks in your life that need to move on. Mm-hmm. This is an opportunity mm-hmm. for you to get a new crowd. Mm-hmm. Here they came to him, to Jairus, and they said to, him, they said to Jairus, your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? He needed to get a new crowd. <laughs> they didn't realize who he was with. You know, Jairus knew who he was with. He was going after the Messiah. He was going after Emmanuel, God with us. He was going with his faith saying, I trust him. He created his own crowd. He went through the crowd to get to Jesus. Sometimes you got to get you a new Verse 4, you have to surround yourself with believers. You have to surround yourself with believers. Mark 5, 40-43 says this, but they laughed at him, and they put him all out. He took the child's father, talking about Jesus, and the mother and the disciples, Peter, James, and John, who were with him, and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum, which means little girl, I say to you, get up. Verse 42, immediately the girl stood up and began to walk around. She was 12 years old. At this, they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to give her something to eat. You have to surround yourself with true believers. See, God will make you laugh. He'll make you laugh. He'll make you laugh because he will do something or say something that is totally ridiculous mm-hmm. and you'll laugh about it. That's the positive side of uh, the laughter. I enjoy 
struggles, I keep telling my churches, I enjoy struggles, challenges, and obstacles. I begin to laugh at them when you get to a certain point in your belief belief system that you start believing like, whoo, I don't know, God, I don't know how you're going to get me out of this one, but boy, <laughs> I'm, I know it's going to be good. But just the opposite here, they're laughing at him because they didn't believe. We need to get to a place where God will make you laugh because you know how ridiculous you found yourself in a situation, but you know God is going to make it work out somehow. Mm-hmm. It won't make sense, but it's laughter because it's like, woo, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Mm-hmm. I'm ill, but he has a way. Amen. I'm in the hospital, but he has a way. Yes. I can't visit my loved ones in the nursing home, but he has a way. I, I don't know about my job tomorrow. I'm an hourly wage, but he has a way. Mm-hmm. And they're going to lay me off because the business is not going to flow, but he has a way. You know, you come into times right now, some of us come into times right now, we don't know if we're going to have another paycheck. But let me tell you something. God has a way. Yes, yes. He will make you laugh at how ridiculous your situation is, but how he will come in and turn things around because God is. He's our way maker. Mm-hmm. He's our deliverer. God is our healer. God is our sanctifier. God is our ram in the bush. He is our provider. God is. Yes. Woo! So surround yourself about true believers. What's key to this passage of scripture is he, when Jesus came and he, they laughed at him, those who were believing, said the child was dead. Uh, Jesus said the child is not dead but sleep. They laughed at him. But they laughed at him after they put them all out. He put all the Jews out, those who were friends of the family and family members. He took the child's father and the mother and the three disciples with him. He took five people with him. He only took those who truly believed with him. Mm-hmm. See, you you have to have a certain amount of faith for God to move in desperate situations. Come on, somebody. Mm-hmm. You don't need to have people around you who don't really have the same amount of trajectory in their faith. You need to be surrounding yourself around true believers. You need to get into a church that's filled with some believers. There's some sinners there, but you need to have some believers in the Amen. presence of God. You want some fervent prayers to go yes, forth. Yes. They bring forth some fruits. Come on, somebody. Mm-hmm. There are three occasions in the Bible where Jesus takes the three apostles, Peter, James and John, aside from the rest, from the other 12, there's three places in the Bible. He only took these three. These are his, this is his team. This is his, this is who he's uh, discipling. This is his small group. Come on, somebody. Amen. This is his posse. You know, he, he only took his homeboys. You know, he had a four-seat vehicle. He only took one in the front and two in the back. He was serious about what he was doing. He only, you know, come on, somebody. He drove a, a mid-sized car. Come on. <laughs> 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 but, but first time he did it, was in Matthew 5, we're talking about right now. He took the three in at that point. He only took those three out of the 12 in when, to restore the woman, to, the little girl to life. The second time was in Matthew, the 17th chapter. He had the three accompany him to the mountaintop where he had the transfigured situation, where transfiguration took place, where he, he looked and he said, as the sun shined forth brighter than the sun, he said, Moses and Elijah long ago from this world appeared and discussed matters with him. They came down and talked to Jesus at the, at the mountain. One of the disciples said, so, Teacher, is it safe for us to be here? Should we be here? He's like, yes, he needed you to see this. He needed you to see this. See, what he was doing was he, was he took those who believed and increased their faith and their understanding of who he was. Mm-hmm. Woo! Amen. Woo! When, Jesus, when God talked to him, 
Then the final time was on the night before his crucifixion. He asked the three to come with him, Peter, James, and John, to accompany him into the, into, into the, into the garden. He went to a secluded place and a spot to pray for strength as he faced his hour of suffering. You find that in Matthew 26, see verse 37. He went and prayed for strength and the time of hour of his suffering was coming close. He took the three with him who really believed. But each of these three occasions that he had the three with him, it was on the topic of death. Each time, death was on the topic. The first, Jesus had power over the little girl. He took, took power over death over the little girl and said to her, simply, get up. The second time, Jesus showed his supremacy over Moses. See, people thought Moses was the Messiah, but mm -hmm. Jesus showed the supremacy of him over Moses, who had been dead for many years. People were still counting on Moses to be the Messiah, waiting for him to come back. Mm -hmm. But Jesus took him to the mouth to show that I am the Son of God. In uh -huh. mm -hmm. the last time, when Jesus was about to face death, face death, he found strength. when He said, Father, not my will, but your will be done. See, God is in need of us to be around some true believers and to make this our testimony, not your will, but our, not our will, but your will will be done. But it's easy to say that, but it's harder to live that. It's better to have people around you who share the same understanding of who God is, mm -hmm. who are real, truly believers. Give me something here. Give me something here. Mm -hmm. Who are true believers who come to an understanding that no matter what we go through, God is still empowered. God is still on the throne. Yes, God is still working things out. There's no coronavirus that can take us away and disconnect us from God. Yes. That God will still get the victory in the end. Yes, 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 yes. Amen. Churches all over this world are celebrating online this morning and not in the presence of people. But they're celebrating Jesus nonetheless because he's still is our God. He still Amen. is our King. He yeah. still has everything worked out for us. And it's up to us just to walk as though we are true believers. Yes, yes, yes. Not to be discouraged. It's up to us on the side. It's up to us to not to be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Just believe. Don't be afraid. Just believe. Yes, yes. Don't be afraid. Just believe the word of the Lord says here, Matthew 5, 35, 36, as we come to close. While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. They said to him, your daughter is dead, they said, but why bother the teacher anymore? Overhearing this, and actually he was ignoring this, Jesus said to them, don't be afraid. Yes, yes. Just believe. Amen, amen. What we're going through today Hallelujah. is for us to understand that God is God. Yes, yes. Before him there wasn't, and after him there'll be no more. Amen, amen. He is the Alpha and the Omega. Yes. He is the author of our faith. Mm -hmm. He has already predetermined the outcome. All he's asking us is not to be afraid, to walk out by faith and just believe. Yes, yes, yes. So today, celebrate Jesus in our office space. <laughs> Just a handful of us here. Maybe hundreds around the world. I'm excited to tell you that I flipped to the end of the book. 
called the Bible, called the two-edged sword, called God's living word. And when you go from the beginning to the end, we see that we win. Amen. Praise God. You're a winner. So take this week with the understanding that we've already won. Don't be afraid. Just believe. Amen. Believe that he's already worked it out. Amen. No virus. You know the coronavirus right now. It's like the 56th killer on the list of all the diseases that are killing people mm -hmm. today. Mm. Don't be confused. It's bad. Yes, it's bad. And it, it probably going, it's probably going to get worse. Yes, it will. But even through the end of time, from the beginning of times, when the Israelites were to leave Egypt, they went through those plagues, and Egypt suffered, and Jesus set them, God set them free. We too will be set free. Mm -hmm. If you only believe. See, they were set free, and they got to a place they need to cross over the river and get to the promised land. Mm -hmm. And they spent 40 years for generations to pass away because they didn't truly believe. Amen. And when it got down to it, even Moses couldn't cross over. But two did. And those were the ones who were the spies who came back and said, Whoo, they view us like grasshoppers. And we look like grasshoppers too. But we can take this land. Amen. See, they weren't afraid. They just believed. Amen. And all your circle of friends, you be those two that believe. Praise God. And go forth and live a life without fear, but full of faith. Amen. 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 I'm Pastor Barrett. This is the Empowered Living Church. Thank you for joining us today. We'll be back here next Sunday, 10, 15 a.m. Woo! Celebrating Jesus. Join us Tuesday in person, 2101 Cambridge Beltway Drive in the great city of Charlotte in the southwest side in the community of Ersley. Some of you say Arsley. We're not far from the movie theater. We'll be right here serving dinner and Bible study this Tuesday at 630. Amen. Go to our website, empoweredliving.church. And if you wish to give, you can give online there or you can give on our cash app, the T-H-E-E-L-C, the E-L-C. All right. We're going to say bye now. It's giving time. We'll take an offering with five of us. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Hope to see you soon. Remember this. I love you. And there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. God bless. Amen.